Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Asankarshan Joshi Trip. Welcome back. On this trip, we are accompanied by my really good friend, who is also a podcast host, and he has a background in finance. He did his bachelor's in business administration, and he's been investing in stock market since the age of sixteen. So initially, when he started investing, he had only 5000 rupees but then later on he started investing in six figures so listen till the end to know the journey of my dear friend manish hegdal asankarshan joshi trip so how are you yes. doing manish great man uh, excited to be here i know we've been meaning to do it since a long yes. time yes so yeah. recently recently i was on your podcast which is matukate so we spoke about wealth and uh, money so i'll leave the description of uh, manish's podcast in the description so once you're done listening to this podcast you can go check him out <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and my podcasts are much smaller by the way. Sankarshan uh, really embraces the long form uh, content, but uh, yeah. But I, I think mean, yours, uh, your episode is the longest that I've made on this one. Yes, like the Matukatha. I get yeah. that a lot, Manish. I know I'm talkative. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good though. I really like long form content, but uh, the reason I don't do it more often is I. Uh, i am currently experimenting a lot with the retention so i am uh, exp- like i've made 10 minutes even and like one hour so i'm e- exploring all the ranges and finding my optimum as yes. things so yeah uh, so it's always good to talk to someone who hosts a podcast too like you're the first person whom i knew that hosts a podcast and recently a few of my other friends uh visible boys shout out to them so they have started doing this live uh sort of podcast form of content so it's always good to see this form of content being promoted so yeah their podcast you... was really good and yeah doing it live takes balls huh yeah <laughs> first of all i i i want to appreciate you for doing that and embracing that form of content because it's not very rewarding you know what i mean yeah like, yeah <laughs> because you put in like so much effort into doing this so you don't if you're doing a podcast if you don't love uh doing it then you're not going to do it because uh the reward that you get is very very less so yeah <laughs> so yeah in terms you. of views or even feedback or anything mm. like yeah there are some like there are uh, many listeners that I'm like I'm grateful to have who give feedback to me on every episode so so it's good to have that as well but like you said the reward is yes like the pain of you know sitting through a zoom call uh, praying that the internet does not give up on you in the middle and yes. then going through all that uh, especially if it's a video <laughs> podcast editing is a pain in the ass like yeah i think i can <laughs> say that on your podcast yeah so yes it is going it through is. all that yeah yeah you know the you know the pain right Yes, I do. I do. Especially I, if it's a multi-cam edit, like yours and mine. <laughs> Thank you for saying that, Manish. If I would have said that, it'll be like I am digging my own hole on my podcast. 
so yeah but i mean like i don't really care about like what response i get because uh, on this uh, by the end of this trip there is so much i am going to learn there is so much whoever listening to this is going to learn so it's very uh, fulfilling in that aspect so yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, recently on your podcast we spoke about wealth and money so i think when mm. people uh, see the title of this podcast and my introduction to uh, uh that i made while introducing you uh it's going to make sense now uh when i'm going to give context to why we are doing this uh firstly because i believe that uh i also mentioned this on your podcast that financial education is the is one of the most important education that everyone um needs to get not want everyone needs to get so and uh most of my listeners are from the age group of 18 to 22 i think that this is a very important age to get your uh, financial uh, foundation uh, set because from here whatever you're going to do is going to impact next 10 years of your financial uh, uh, situation so how you're going to be so yeah like i'd like to say that before we get into uh, uh, talking to your experience Uh, of how you yeah. started investing in the stock market and Please. also like i want to put this disclaimer out there that i am not like a professional uh, investment guru or something i am just sharing my insights and what worked for me uh, during all these years and yes. yeah good so, that <laughs> even i was going to mention <laughs> the same thing because i am stupid and i'm learning too and i i guess like we all are stupid at some level we all are learning uh so we all needs to we all need to get our foundation right with respect to what is an asset what is a liability so asset is something that grows in value over a period of time liability is something that decreases in value over a period of time so the uh, no liability is you owing a certain money to someone like that's what liability is asset asset like it can be a depreciating asset like a car or a phone or anything So, you, so you can classify assets in that way, like appreciating assets or depreciating mm-hmm. assets. Oh, so but I think when you put in context, loan, right? Basically. Oh, but yeah. when you put in context, right? Asset. When you say car, are you using car to create a value? Is that you using the car? Is it bringing you money or not? Like that adds in value, right? Let's say if I am a Uber yeah. driver, and uh, if so, my car is my asset here. Yeah, it's basically an input. So. Yes. yeah you can like you can look at it that way as well but uh, just pointing out some basic uh, <laughs> business terminologies before we get yes. going yeah so um the reason why i mentioned this earlier is because when you start seeing things from this perspective like what is my was it a, what is an asset and what is a liability to me i think a lot of things change right yeah so um so for me my like my temptation of spending money is tattoos right like that is one thing that always it's like it pulls me like i want to get like more and more tattoos and tattoos are kind of expensive so uh, like i'm always tempted to invest in that liability like i'm not gaining anything from a tattoo just for my uh, thing but uh, i've made this rule for myself that uh, every time i want to invest in some liability which is sort of expensive like a tattoo i should invest exponentially more in an asset so that is a rule that i set to myself so just 
differentiating what an asset is and what a liability is has uh, has defined how I spend my money. So yeah, like that's yeah. why I wanted to define. That. Even I too have my uh, this thing. Like yes, I do put myself in a very strict uh, saving. Uh, how do I put it? Plans. But then again, I too have certain hobbies that require money <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but yeah, I do end up spending a lot uh, that way. But I think you should do that often, right? Yes, having tattoos for you might not, you know, generate monetary value. But but at least mentally or as a quality of life, it does increase you. You know, at least in how do I put it? It should yeah, so, it should add in value to your life in some way. So yeah, yeah. Hmm. So so you can't uh, look at everything in terms of that and then blame uh, yourself, hmm. saying, "Oh, I'm this guy. I spend so much on this and this." But yeah, it's okay. And especially in our uh, age group, I think investing more in yourself is better than investing in stocks. At least hmm. when you're twenty three. by the time you're 25 you know what your skills are you are in a good uh, job then probably then uh, like investing in a mutual fund or a, you know, or in stocks is much better is what i feel yes that's absolutely true i i i think that the way you put it out was so beautiful because uh, investing yourself right L- like when you're spending money i don't want to be that dude who's very stingy with money i don't want to uh, like even though i want to do something i don't want to like hold back so it makes sense so in in what whatever you are putting your money in it should add value to your life either emotionally or uh, physically or like some form of education or an actual money making asset so either which way it should add value to you so yeah yes and uh, the way how you said like you should invest in yourself uh, that might be uh, like either learning a skill or gaining financial knowledge like putting in uh money to buy books to learn certain things so investing yourself uh makes sense so when you put it that way yeah like when this was like immediately after my 10th right i took commerce so uh, when you take commerce obviously a lot of shit comes your way about <laughs> you taking commerce so i was pretty pissed off by that and uh, i was like i have to like i had this thought process in my mind okay i said okay why do you do science like why do people prefer science because they think it's at the end you get a well paying job right so in the end you are trying to make more money but what if i start making the money right now so people don't have like people don't give shit to me for taking commerce and think that i'm a less of a uh, <laughs> student for taking commerce so that's that was my initial motive to you know go into stock markets like i bought a book uh, studied that then uh, what was yeah, that book it was a uh, how, i think it was called beginner's guide to stock market it it okay. was a very poor published uh, book uh, it basically just laid out uh, uh, at that time i really did not know what is investing what is trading or uh how do you like you know even if you save your money yeah i knew there are fixed deposits and stuff but i did not know various other things like let's say bonds or uh, there were i think you could uh, you can still invest in post office schemes as well like there were so many schemes that you could uh, do and yeah that book really opened me up to that 
but it did like it just gave me a basic gist i think uh, even reading it on wikipedia would be enough but yeah uh, that book then okay i thought uh, i should uh, dive uh, dive in a bit more then i bought some more books mm. uh, then i learned uh, there's something called as technical analysis fundamental analysis so i did a lot of uh, reading in that then yeah started uh, uh, investing <laughs> so uh when you buy a book like the, there are so many videos on youtube there's so many free uh ebooks on uh, on the internet but when you make an investment when you go buy something uh that that uh, creates motivation for you to keep doing that right let's say you bought a book that you you, you could have so you could have uh, seen a youtube video or you could have downloaded a free ebook but you but you put in money to buy a physical book that's a form of uh investment right like it it gives you motivation yeah. to uh, uh to finish that book <laughs> yeah and at that time uh, we did not even have 4g i guess yeah we did not even have 4g so this uh, how old was this daily... because you are talking like uh, we are <laughs> <laughs> this was uh, in back in 2016 i guess 15 16 somewhere around that i don't remember correctly but it was right about when i completed my 10th so it was basically 3g and you had to spend a fortune to you know look at endless youtube videos yes and i did not uh, have an internet connection at home back then like proper wifi was not there so i thought uh, buying a book would be much, much more, more uh, productive yeah more, more productive and also when you buy a book uh, you physically commit to it right it's it's there on the table and when you we see it and you don't read you kind of feel guilty that okay i spent this money to buy this book and i did yes. not even give it time so yeah maybe and uh, actually i never really read a lot uh, when i started you know reading these kind of books but uh, uh, after like completing five six books i enjoyed reading so then i started buying books other than finance related so so you created yeah, a habit all. for yourself of oh, yeah. you reading that book generated yeah. that 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 behavior you know it's a, it's actually amazing how many life lessons i took away from just investing alone whether it's about sustainability or creating value or there are so many other things like discipline and everything yes yes those are the aspects yeah. that helped you uh, Yeah. invest the better so uh like how you how we talked about book right like investing in book so me doing this podcast also like i am investing a certain amount of money into doing this and putting it on different audio streaming platforms necessarily this is not uh making any money for me right now but this is a form of investment that is uh helping me gain a lot of knowledge by talking to people like you so uh, just to give a context when we said not all uh, assets has to make money for you so like this podcast is a is my asset and there is so many things that i take away from this uh, not necessarily money right now uh, so yeah it makes sense so me investing in this i took a annual plan like i don't pay every month so like i took a an annual plan like now i have a chip on my shoulder in uh, a good chip on my shoulder that i want to keep doing this because i uh, it's a commitment right that i gave yeah. to myself by uh, yeah part yeah podcast is also my very invaluable asset because i have met uh, so many uh, wonderful people and i have them uh, you know 
uh, I am consistently consistently in touch with them. For example, take SS Nakul. He is now private secretary to Nirmala Sitharaman. Right, having someone like that on your, you know, just a message away, and yeah, he stay he stays in touch and is a really cool guy. So, yeah, <laughs> meeting uh, people like those, you know, actually, yeah. The, It, it is some kind of an asset so yeah it's it, it's definitely an asset like you said all the guests who have been on my podcast have been really good friends of mine so when this end like there is so much uh, there is a relationship that you build with them right so yeah. that that you can uh, carry forward to the future so yes. manish hegdal <laughs> so from inception how did you start investing uh, yeah like i said uh, initially i started because of uh, the uh, shit that i was getting because i took commerce but um, uh, in hindsight i would say it was the wrong kind of motivation but uh, anyway it turned around for me so uh, i've got no regrets there but yeah uh, then i started reading these books then uh, i started observing okay uh i did not have a dmat account back then i did not even have a pan card you need to have a pan card to actually open a dmat account so uh so i was thinking of opening one but uh, did not like i did not have a pan card so i was like uh, let me just observe the markets at first so i spent a couple of months just doing my research and uh, making this uh, dummy trades like okay i buy this at this much price let's see where this goes and see what potential i have and i made some good returns in that uh, couple of months span uh, so then i was like i am finally ready to get my skin in the game so then i went to my dad and said i want to invest and uh, he i think he had that idea because i was buying all these books and he was obviously paying for those books so he knows that in <laughs> <laughs> some day he will come up to me and ask money to invest in stock market but uh, yeah he was uh, cool about it uh, yeah he did give me a disclaimer that uh, back then you had this thing right uh, the because they saw the arshad mehta scam and everything while they were young so there is a stigma associated mar- to stock yeah market. yeah so their uh, trust in stock markets is not so great so when i came in and I said i want to do this uh, then yeah obviously he said some of his experiences and and he also pointed out that just because i failed does not mean that you will fail but uh, yeah he just said that world is not fair all the time so be careful and you can go ahead then i i remember i went to the carvi uh, uh, office near uh, durgama circle uh, you know that office like yes it's in our went, yeah. uh, hometown yeah in ballari by the way for those who are those who don't know so i went there and i uh, and i sat down and i asked i want to open a dmat account and the lady was like are you even old enough and i was like uh, no but i'll open it in my father's name then she gave all the documents and the marked where i had to get my father's signature then i went back took my father's signature uh, opened a dmat account uh, back then opening a dmat account took forever like I, i think my process was around was around what uh 10 b uh, 10 days or something which is like huge if yeah. like compare it to now you can like in i think in one or two working days you are up and about like you can start investing for me like it took 10 days then i opened an account 
but yeah when when you are trading with real money right because i was doing this dummy trades back then mentally i was okay like i i've got nothing to lose why should i panic so that was my mentality but once i started investing with real money it was difficult i used to make 11 or 12 trades in a day which is which is huge there are quarters now like uh, in i think even in one quarter i don't make 12 trades max to max i think 6 or 8 in the span of 3 months now but then in a day i used to make 12 trades because i invested if it's like even you know 1 rupee drop or like 0.2% drop i used to sell it off because oh i don't want to take risk <laughs> but yeah it went on uh, like this for a day but uh, fortunately our college timings uh, helped me a lot because you and i went to the same college you know the timings right it was it started at 8:15 and ended at 5:45 so when i, wo- I went into the college the market was still not open when i came out of the college the market was closed and i can't trade on saturdays and sundays because anyway the market is closed then <laughs> so what i did was i used to put in an amo it's called after market order you can place it before the market opens and when the market opens it puts the order out there for you so when i was going in uh, going into the college i used to put an amo put my phone in my uh, scooter's uh, dicky or whatever you call it and i used to go uh, then there was a break at i think 10:45 or 11 right the first break i think I it was think around so, yeah it was around 10 yeah 10:45 yeah yeah somewhere around that time so i used to go to the parking lot see if the order is executed and then uh, if uh, like make necessary changes if any and then go back to class then uh, there was a lunch break at uh, 12:30 12:45 i guess so 12:45 i used to come in by uh, and see if i could sell off or if i was getting if the price levels were where, where i wanted them to be then i used to put in sell or buy orders in the lunch break and uh, by the time i came out i used to check uh, see if if it has worked or not initially it was even difficult for me because i put in an order i sit in class i could not concentrate in the class all the all that i had in my mind was what if it does or not that does not work i can't really you know stop the losses there because i can't do anything right i can't do in i i yes there is something called stop loss if the price of the share comes down to a, a point that you prescribed it will automatically sell you a stock okay so i did put in that but still uh, i was new to this game and i was always scared but uh, i think one two weeks down the line i like i when i made certain profits i was okay nothing will go wrong uh, so soon i can lay back and you know kind of embrace this and yeah i did that for uh, a couple of years and that really built my discipline so even now if i have invested some crazy amount i still don't look at that uh, quote or that uh, stock all day because i know it's not going to fall down in a single day so yeah that really helped me Uh, to and uh, getting that discipline is key if you if you want to be a trader if you want to be an investor just put in the money and forget about it because uh, you don't so really have to, because you are in that for a long also what's the trader is some, investor yeah a trader is someone who goes short term maybe 3 weeks 2 weeks 
or even intraday intraday means you are the, you square up in a day yes. so you buy it today you sell it today so there are a lot of there is there is something called intraday there is something called a swing trade swing trades take about 15 days or something on the max but yeah trading is something short term if you are investing it's for the long term more than a year so so if you're investing i don't see why you need that discipline but if you are someone who's looking to trade you need a lot of discipline and uh, fortunately because of my college timings i developed that discipline yeah like even though you were paranoid about it you still had to wait because of the college timing yeah the first two weeks were hell though because i could not even you know concentrate in the class all the time i was like what what if that goes wrong i only have 5000 in my account what should i do and 5000 Uh, i'll tell you a funny story like whenever you start reading investing books this uh, this quote will come uh, saying don't invest all your eggs in one basket so people used to tell that to me and i said i only have one egg how can <laughs> i put it in two baskets because 5000 is a really small amount of money uh, if you are trading investing it's good but if you are trading it's very small so mm-hmm. for me i could only do one trade a day that that was the only amount i had but uh, yeah so i was paranoid that way but as the time passed uh, you you remember pravin sir right computer class so he his period was i think second period or something uh, in my first year uh, so yeah so i used to take his phone and check uh, prices there i was that paranoid hmm. <laughs> but then uh, i started to lay back and once i started making profits obviously it boosts your confidence but uh, yeah that's how i learned uh, trading discipline so uh, so far what's the amount of money that you invested like what's the capital like since when you started to uh, now like what's the amount that you have invested into the stock market well i wouldn't tell you the in specific amount that i have invested publicly i don't feel comfortable doing so but uh, but i mean vaguely if i tell you i think oh, it's uh, if you had told that i would have invested that much amount of money when i was in first pu i would have said get out of here but uh, yeah i wouldn't really tell you the exact number but uh, i think that like I, when we spoke last time uh, Uh, the reason why i'm asking you how much money you have invested in the stock market is because i don't want to know I, i don't really care about like what return you made off it i just want to know how much money you invested because uh, i just want to uh, tell whoever's listening that like when you started you said you borrowed 5000 rupees from your dad right like i just want to give them an idea that you can start from there and you can come till you can come to this point i just want to give them that idea so, yeah so yeah like yes i the first money that i invested was obviously 5000 rupees that my dad gave me but then again uh, i had some uh, people who knew that i was doing in stock markets and they were they lent me the money for uh, there were some like my uh, father's partners and people who knew who believed in me they did give that money uh, like extra money to invest uh, like we did like a kind of partnership and yeah uh, that also gave me a lot of insights because the risk that i was taking with my own money uh, 
my risk tolerance you know uh, reduced a lot when i was investing with other people that also you know, so they out of uh, so if you borrow money from one of your dad's friends so you mm. give them a, a percentage of what you make from the uh, investment did that how it go uh yeah basically the profit you get you kind of split it but i have uh, never really paid them because uh, till this day i have never really liquidated that uh, okay. uh, fund so so it's still there uh, so yeah the so i started doing that so you just give money they gave you no uh, when i liquidate let's say in a later date i have never really done it but uh, if uh, at a later date i decide to get out of this and i start you know selling everything and liquidate the entire funds i'll just look at the profit uh, the principal amount plus whatever the profit their percentage of profit i'll put it in and i'll give it back to them that's how that works uh, but so, uh, so yeah that's how there's a lot of how... trust factor that is involved in this right like they would have so you might have been like really close to them for, for like if they have to give yeah, you yeah. it's not like uh, you borrowed a loan or something like it's more on a personal relationship basis right it's yeah it's like a, they are investing in you in a, in kind of in in a way so that actually really helped me you know because uh, to boost my confidence as well uh, because someone is and also it it gives you that kind of responsibility you know because when you are 16 17 you are trading you are greedy uh, you want to make money you want to make quick buck yeah 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 uh, and uh, uh, that's what i was doing and i did take a few losses when i became really greedy but once i started getting this this kind of money i was much more responsible uh, yeah it, i matured as a trader when i got mm-hmm. outside funds that's uh, how that works and i uh, uh, any money that i used to get from my relatives or my as a gift i used to i even now invested back in the markets or into my fund to be specific uh, and a couple of side gigs that i do i, uh, I like yeah i did a lot of uh, trading in commodities so i made some money there so a part of that money i invested in this thing so uh, yeah the if you look like how much years has it been since 2000 say 16 it's what 4 <laughs> 5 years now yeah 5 years i think uh, what a I'm great still in max six skill figure, for uh, a trader to have <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, i really suck at math if you look at my uh, the uh, if you are Uh, our podcast like your episode on my podcast i really did tell you right i sucked at math that is the main reason i took commerce the thing with uh, stock market is you have all the softwares to do the math for you so <laughs> you don't really have to be yeah. good with numbers but yeah in 6 uh, years i think i have uh, i am still in the six figure uh, this thing like the amount of investments that i have made and yeah the return so, yeah, in st- terms of percentage from, uh, starting from 5000 to investing up to six figures like there is a very small small baby steps of increments that you yeah. uh, came right like not everyone is uh, everybody wants six figures but they don't want to take those baby steps to reach the six figures so yeah. like that's the reason why i uh, 
as you do elaborate on your story just to create a possibility i think for... i think it is just if you uh, it's kind of like an addiction you know because once you start mm. investing and you see the value growing and you see its potential in let's say 10 or 15 years down the line you you can't help it any money you get you start pouring it in once you get the taste of it at least so after that i don't think you need any kind of motivation to do that kind of saving or do anything but yeah to get to that point it takes a lot of uh, will will and uh, patience uh, which Absolutely. a lot of teenagers don't have Absolutely. that even i did not have so i think uh, when i uh, started investing in the stock market i was 21 20 to 21 years old so it was uh, initially you were how old the, now by the way i am i am 21 now yeah like i think i was 20 <laughs> 19 to 20 yeah yeah i think 19 to 20 i'm so sorry uh, yeah my math the skill first phase is great to you started <laughs> yes yes so okay. when the lockdown started right there was so much time that i had and coincidentally even my college ended uh, so like that academic year ended so i had a lot of time in my hand plus like i've always been very fascinated with uh, uh creating value being an investor uh like stock market like what's happening money uh like being successful making more money so like growing up I've, i i had always had that aspect in me so when the lockdown started i had this uh, cousin of mine who's really good in finance like he has a lot of knowledge so he invested uh he his portfolio is amazing like the uh like the stocks that he is invested in so he 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 created a, he he cleared a lot of competitive exams too so initially i sat with him and i asked him to give me an introduction to stock market so i thought there is no better person that could help me uh, get into uh, investing into stock market so when he started explaining right he so he had a very negative uh, image on intraday trading or short term selling so he always saw value in the long term investment like holding a stock for a lot of years he was on that end of the spectrum so whatever uh, i think that i took a lot of good points from that end of the spectrum so uh, he taught me how to analyze a company like when i when i see a, a stock market let's say uh, coca cola or that could be like burger king or, or anything right so he gave me he would take me through uh, a company's website and he would give me a pointers saying see these are the uh, like products that they have uh, do you think that this product a lot of people would prefer in the future or how do you think uh, this company is gonna work in the next couple of days so uh, there is a lot of attribute that comes into analyzing a certain company right let's say when when we take mcdonalds or or let's say burger king or any fast food chain so there there is this one key point where uh, india uh, there is a rapid urbanization that is happening right like a lot of villages are turning into urban uh, places so that would give a scope for fast food centers uh, like mcdonalds and burger king so just to throw in an example like this so there was a lot of valid points that he taught me uh, 
on analyzing a certain company and then when i invested i was never interested in making a quick buck so he explained me how compound interest works like how a certain stock uh, values uh, increases or like how its value increases over a period of time and you just have to uh, wait have the patience to hold it for uh, a decade or like 5 to 6 years or or any long term time for that matter so i think that uh, yeah like you from when i talk to you from where you come from uh, you started off from uh, making a trade in a single day to like couple of days right so when i started i was never interested in making a uh, or like intraday or trading or like selling a stock in couple of days because i know i was bad at it i know there were so many things that i don't know about stock market that i cannot uh, predict if it is going to if, if a certain stock is going to uh, increase its value in just like a week time like i i i wasn't well equipped to make that sort of prediction so then i started investing in uh, in like well established good companies with well foundation uh, hmm. so yeah good foundations like, yeah yeah so i just hold on to those stocks right now that's all yeah the a lot of what you said uh, you know when i was reading a book in my initial days i came across this concept of value creation okay so whatever the if you want to succeed in stock markets you know you have to understand it at, in the first place and how you understand it dif- differs from people to people because uh, what i identify markets with is the concept of value creation right so if i'm investing in a stock let's say tata steel which uh, long term i am very bullish on that uh, stock and my uh, average uh, buying price in that stock is around 200 rupees uh, right now the stock is i think uh, almost a thousand or i don't know i don't even see where it where it's at because i know 10 years down the line it will be like 2 3 4 times even better than like more than what i had invested in. yeah so so how the value creation uh, works is ask yourself if what the company is doing is creating value in the in the market or in the society if it is creating a positive value in the society obviously it's going to succeed and at first i think if you are to apply this concept into markets it is very complex but the reason i uh, you know caught on to it uh, very quickly is because i was always around this uh, value creation concept but i never really recognized it for example uh, my father is a businessman right uh, so uh, when i was i think in second standard we were in a water uh, can business in bandari so back then what uh, used to happen is uh, uh, you seen those white uh, water cans like yeah, the, the 25 containers. liters ones yes. yeah full white like the thick uh, white ones you should never uh, drink from that kind of can because <laughs> it is used for uh, a chemical uh, this thing it is used to store chemi- liquid chemicals and stuff like that oh, which wow. is not really meant meant to you know store water be drinking uh, store water or drink water out of it so what my father did was he he saw that something like this is happening so he came with that uh, uh, the transparent uh, can ones right which which was 
uh, never which was non existent in that kind of market and when he came into the market obviously uh, i don't think the price was that much but still i don't know for some reason people prefer white cans over transparent cans i don't know why but he had to do a lot of uh, educating to people that this is really bad to drink water out of this is what you should be really doing and initially it did not really catch on but once people saw value in it we really hit it off so that i think my father telling me that when i was young i think that uh, concept of value creation was there even my chikappa or how do you tell paternal uncle how do you call it in english so he he is in retail and he is big on uh, consumer experience so if anyone walks into his uh, shop how you greet them how you you know like show them around or how how uh, good the experience is when you walk into the store he's really big on that and you see that working uh, for him so i've always been around this concept of value creation but when i read it i recognized it okay this is a thing then i took that and applied it to the stock market so if i'm investing long term my long term portfolio looks really good because i applied that concept of value creation on every single stock that i invested in trading even in trading to some extent you can do it if if uh, the like if you're trading on an event based uh, news let's say a company uh, is announcing something a new product or something and you're investing like trading on it and betting that if that product is good obviously the stock price will go up so if you are trading on an event based i think you can uh, up to an extent you can uh, apply this concept of value creation but uh, if it's like if you are purely trading on uh, technical points then this concept of value creation does not really work because you all you are doing is trading on like say moving average or fibonacci sequence or something like that so it's a very technical term but for those who know they understand but yeah uh, that concept of value creation is important uh, in in whether you are starting a business you are investing or any or in any uh, of your social interactions if if i'm talking to you it's adding value to me so that's why i'm talking to you in the first place if you're so yeah that's how that uh, value creation works and also the power of compounding that you are telling right compound interest and stuff compounding is uh, uh the power of compounding is unfathomable i think it was albert einstein who said yes, uh, yes, compounding uh, compounding is uh, like an eighth wonder of the world or something no yeah it was it is really it is really cool just a great example is corona virus right uh, from november uh, 2019 one case up until here i think it's somewhere around 17 crore cases around 38 lakh deaths so see it's that's the power of compounding so so uh, when you uh, if, if you could explain what compounding is in brief to someone who hasn't heard that term like how would you explain that so compounding at least you how do i explain it compounding in terms Google of uh, <laughs> investing uh, no i think in uh, in terms of investing what happens is let's say Uh, i have invested 100 rupees and i got back a return of 140 rupees instead of taking out that 140 rupees i invest uh, 
no i'll give a better example with in terms of percentages let's say 100 rupees i've invested i got 10% return which is 110 rupees instead of taking out the 10 rupees i invest 110 rupees again and do 10% that's 11 rupees right if i'm not wrong i'm really bad at math <laughs> so here it says compound interest is the addition of interest, interest is different the, interest is to different to the principal sum of loan or deposit yeah uh, or in other words interest on interest interest so, you interest i think compound interest everyone knows right the yes, simple yes. interest on no, compound interest no i was just trying to i was just trying to create a bridge between what perception they have about compound interest uh, use that into uh, uh, no compounding is that, that's what i said right instead of taking out your returns you reinvest it and then the same 10% will give you much more right here so, uh, i've i've talked to a lot of people with respect to compound interest like each person has their own unique definition of what it might mean so whoever is listening to this in order to better understand what compound interest is uh, you can either go to google or youtube learn more about that this is uh, one of the things I, that I would not, recommend you guys to i really like it I, like i understand compounding very well but it sucks i can't put it in words it, it's very hard to articulate what compound interest is plus i i could have got someone uh, else who has a lot of knowledge in the finance field to talk about it i i was very much uh, interested to talk to you because we are of the same age group and we are in our early 20s it's just yeah. a bunch of uh early adults bullshitting about money like you know what i mean like this yeah, could like yeah. whoever is listening they fall uh, in the same category age category as we do so it's something that they could relate to in that aspect like if you could do it that would motivate me and it would tell me that oh like even i could do that they like, given there is a possibility for me to learn a lot in this field to make more money because everybody want to make money right like who doesn't like yeah. every every fucking body wants to make money but there are only few people who logically sit to the sit with themselves and ask how do i make money yeah that is uh, true and if you look at like people uh, especially these days everyone on social media or on youtube every other youtuber is an investing guru right now if you look at it everyone is saying oh you have to invest in crypto you have to invest in nfts so oh, bitcoin was uh, this much in 2008 and now it's crazy like somewhere around i think i don't even know it's it's crazy amount of uh, dollars in terms of bitcoin at least but if you even look at when i started right when i started sensex was around what 26000 and on a, like the highest i saw back in i think 2016 17 18 it was 32000 or something now it's around 53 52000 so it's it's huge in terms of in just a matter of 5 years it's grown a lot and on the top of my head i can give you at least 10 to 20 companies if i invested even 5000 rupees now it is something around 50000 60000 or 1 lakh even but there are all but what you have to understand is there are always going to be these kind of assets or stocks that can make you money but but you know predicting that from today's point of view say i can't say for sure that you invest in bitcoin today 10 years down the line is going to be like 500 million dollars or something i can't really do that if if i were to do that i would be speculating right so always invest in 
stocks or assets that you can understand not uh, because the person next to you is doing it because i i never really invest in cryptos i i did uh, i invested bitcoin back when it was around uh, 4 lakh rupees or something uh, i think i put in some 15000 or something like that but then i sold it when the bitcoin price hit 13 lakh i got some i doubled my money i got back 30000 or something but after that i never really invested in bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency just because i don't understand them there is nothing fundamental about it they are not a company they are not producing something or even if uh, you know it's it's funny what, what bitcoin wants to replace currencies right like the indian currency or the dollars or whatever but bitcoin is really being treated as gold right now it is just like from you it's an asset to hold right but at least if if you invest it in gold you can at least show it to people bitcoin just yeah the appreciation is huge compared to gold but then again you would be banking on the idea that one day someone will be willing to take that bitcoin off of my hands so i don't really know if there is a market let's say bitcoin hits 500 million like a million dollars let's say people should be then new people should come in and buy that bitcoin at that price then only you will be able to realize that profit right <laughs> uh, uh i just wanted to mention uh, the point that you said about seeing value in a certain thing mm-hmm. like when you when you investing your money into something seeing the value in it and the second point was uh, you have to understand the asset really well like if you are investing yeah. if you want to invest in stock market you need to understand the company like you need to know how it works and now i think there are very very few people who actually understand bitcoin in the world a lot of people are just investing in the bitcoin because of the hype that it has created of making money like everybody sees the yeah. uh like in hindsight they see how much money bitcoin has made in a couple of in the past so they they want the same return they are using that in the future like they want to make the same return that it gave in the past but it's interesting right bitcoin was created as a form of you know saying uh, fu to the regulators and centralized markets for example stock markets right so they wanted a decentralized place where nothing is regulated and Uh, fair value is you know the markets are free in its true truest forms but but what bitcoin or cryptocurrency for that matter right now is it gets fluctuated if tesla accepts bitcoins and it's very volatile if elon tweets or something so it's not really a great asset if a person tweeting or not tweeting is affecting your price i don't think it's a, a strong asset in that form and also i i i like whenever i say countries can outright ban it right yes china but china did it but again when i talk to some of my friends who who are bitcoin believers they say china tried to ban it like 100 times but still did not succeed yes you will still find a way to you know let's say tomorrow india bans bitcoins what you will do you will find a back route where you can channel your money and then buy bitcoins just to get a piece of that action not because you believe in bitcoin and you want to exchange bitcoins on a daily basis because that what if you want to replace fiat currencies you have to do the functions that let's say indian rupees does 
i can go to a supermarket and buy a lace packet for 10 rupees but i can't go to a supermarket and buy a lace for say 0.00 whatever bitcoins right so that until that kind of transactions happen uh, i don't i don't think bitcoin will ever uh, you know achieve its what it was meant to do and also the governments will outright ban it dude. and obviously the blockchain is here to stay because the technology is super the transaction cost is so minimal it is going to stay but bitcoin i think someday it will get banned and also in india it's it's crazy you have to give your pan card aadhar card then you can uh, invest in bitcoin right bitcoin was supposed to be anonymous no one, no one was supposed to know who is sending bitcoins but if you are giving your aadhar pan card everything you, in an essence you are you are going against what bitcoin was created for right yes so i absolutely. don't see how uh, how how that works but yeah a lot of people uh, will come back at me because just you go on twitter and just tweet something like bitcoin is shit all these people with laser eyes will come and <laughs> spam you so hard <laughs> i mean this is uh, your perspective right like whatever we are talking this is yeah, yeah that is just my that is just my perspective yeah not even sankarshans it's just my perspective <laughs> but even nfts man i don't see uh for those who don't know what nfts is it's called non fungible tokens it's essentially artworks that are only in virtual form okay so i have seen uh, nfts like a red pixel <laughs> just a red pixel dude just a red pixel being sold for hundreds of thousands of dollars is not even a joke like at least okay i buy a painting at least i can show it off to whoever comes to my house but i can't be like okay i buy a painting in an nft let's say you come to my home sankarshan you should see this art i what wait i'll get my laptop and get my laptop and i open it show it it does not really make sense to me but but uh, i don't know but if a lot of people are doing it it might be doing something right which i don't see but i mean to me at least to 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 how i understand money and how i perceive it to me at least it the idea seems so bizarre yeah even it seems but i might be wrong i might be wrong yeah i might be wrong 10 years down the line someone will come to this podcast and say uh, in comments oh you are wrong about bitcoin i can't really uh, there's no way of me telling it right who knows this is <laughs> all the government might say ah, bitcoin is yeah it, it could be like there is a there is a chance of either way this thing could pan out and it 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 comes down to your perspective on how you see the value in it and uh, seeing value uh, also comes into picture in this perspective because right now when you look around there is so many stocks that increased so much in value during the pandemic it doesn't make sense because uh, like when you see from the value creation perspective a lot of people have lost jobs a lot of people are yeah. not willing to put in money uh, to uh, to buy luxurious things not a lot of people are are actually buying things during this pandemic but there are so many shares that have increased in value so many countries like their uh, like the average of the stock market the money has increased in in so much and people just want to have that piggyback ride like people are coming and investing just to get 
uh, a piece of action like you said from the money that people are making and it doesn't make sense at all like when you see from value creation perspective like logically when you see what like what value has this company created that helped in the uh, increment uh, increase in, in in its share price so when you see from that perspective you can actually see yeah that is true right now the markets are really overpriced if you ask me because uh, i think someone was telling to me yesterday there are around uh, 20 to 30000 uh, empty shops in bangalore who have gone out of business and and it's available for rent now which is crazy 20 like 20000 shops like where is the business happening right at stock market in the end of the day it also depends on this uh, uh, sector that is not public right it also gets its money from there so if people are not spending enough money obviously it will translate into their business some day but i think uh, the reason we are seeing this kind of uh, growth is because a lot of people who have time in their hands to now learn what stock markets are to now okay open a demat account and invest i think a lot of people are coming in and just investing 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 and that's why that that is just my theory that it's going up but i think it we are uh, due for a very bad correction i think it's going to <laughs> uh, whoever is coming and investing right now at at least uh, 50000 or 52000 levels i think they are going to see a lot of loss but uh, i don't know i've been saying this for a year now i've i've been saying this for a year now so uh, i have haven't really made one trade since the first lockdown because I, at first i thought obviously lockdown is happening for two months businesses will suffer i don't think how stock market will go up but that didn't went up but the one thing is yeah last year the automobile sales were really good a lot of people bought cars because maybe the public transport was not there uh, that was that to that was like okay it created some kind of value so uh, say a share like tata motors appreciating in value is good but then again i see retail uh, sector uh, shares going up which i don't they are closed for two months in a year how 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 can you like create value out of that so i don't know how that happens and also i've given some bad advices a couple of like last year so uh, one of my friend had made loss i thought at that time market was slightly correcting itself i thought it might be it might even go down so i thought him, i told him to cover his losses and sell it off but fortunately he did not do it and earned good enough profit on that trade so i even stopped giving advices to people nowadays <laughs> because i don't really understand what's going on because that's just me because that's how the way i see the stock market is not working right now so for someone else who's coming into it how they perceive it for them it might be working that's just how markets work you your strategy will not work 100% of the time yes and uh, because like initially you you didn't invest in st- like you you didn't make any trades when the lockdown started because you weren't in a place to understand how this thing is yeah. going to pan out like there's so much of uncertainty like this. yeah like the best point about technical analysis is if you read a technical book it says technical analysis is based on how market reacts to different situations like if i come to slap you you will raise your hand or you at least duck or you to something that's how you react so the next time i come to slap you i know what kind of reaction you have so uh, the basic uh, idea is that you'll see 
like let's say it's a recession you see how the market reacts to a recession you say it's a period of economic growth you see how the markets react to that or in an event of war how markets react to that you see because ultimately market is oh, if you divide it it's just people it's just people how they react to different kind of news so if you learn how people are going to react to it you know how the market's going to act but in lockdown there was no data for me to go back and see okay this kind of lockdown happened before this is how the market reacted because we were doing it so i thought let me not burn too much money here and see what happens so i took a step back and i just observed and as even after here i'm still observing i don't know what the hell is going on so yeah so get slapped the first time so that the next time you're getting slapped you can either duck or move back so yeah quote yeah, but if you are <laughs> <laughs> but there is no way for you to not make losses you will make losses but the only funda here is that keep your losses small that's all get slapped the first time so that you can duck the second time motto for life yeah yeah <laughs> you have to make mistakes to learn not to make them huh? <laughs> yes so yeah seeing from the value creation perspective everything makes sense right like this is not just so this is how i see things like so when i uh, so now i am very much interested in the fitness space like i like trying out new things in fitness so i i love exercising so whatever things that i learn from it like i implement it in my life like there's so many perspective that i gained from it that applies to every aspect of my life so even when it comes to investing the way how you said creating value right like when you see things from this perspective regardless of anything let's say friendship is this friendship creating value to you or not let's say you uh, you watch a movie or you spend time you do anything you can just question this one thing is this creating value to me or not so if if you're spending like crores and crores of money into something and if it's not giving you happiness that means that that is not creating value to you so yeah. it's like regardless of any emotional state that you are in this one question the answer to this can can direct how the next course of actions in your life is going to be yeah that is true and also like you said uh, you are on my podcast and we were talking about uh, capitalism right capitalism is something that we discovered or invented uh, is just human intrinsic nature we are having this conversation because you feel that there is some kind of value coming out of we both having this conversation so this concept of debit and credit has always been there so you just have to embrace it that's all Oh yeah we had this amazing bit on your podcast about transaction we spoke about how everything is a transaction either yeah. it is debit or credit like either you get something from someone or you give something that is of yours to someone both take away value then it's a good transaction hmm. both the parties should be satisfied like what do you yeah. give the other person should want it and yeah. uh, so it's a fair trade yeah only then if i if if we were having this conversation and you and only i thought being on your podcast gave value to me but then i did not add anything value to your podcast then it becomes a you know bad transaction and uh, our relationship will not work anymore so yeah it's it's the same with business make all your transactions good then you will survive as a business 
this basic idea yeah and uh, reg- like there are so many people who don't see relationships who don't see uh, friendships as a transaction and that is good because like they, they come from a very spiritual perspective but when you ask this question uh, of are you giving something to the relationship yes even though you don't get anything back you're still giving that means that it is a transaction without expecting anything in return so it's, <laughs> it's like, a charity yeah basically <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah. yeah like basically yeah so everything is a transaction so i just want to uh, reestablish if someone has this point that no i'm not this yeah it's person. a charity right it's something that you care for and you want to do something about it and you don't expect anything in return it's it's basically that you can divide everything on on the basis of that but uh, yeah but the one thing that i have if if i were to give you that one thing that i took away from investing and everything is i i did i did not care if i was saving 50 rupees a month even that meant something to me and what it translated into is if it was a new hobby that i'm learning or if it's if it's a new thing that i have to invest time in i look at things in a perspective where okay 10 minutes every day is 70 minutes a week so i i look at the long term picture and i huh. and i keep my and i keep my uh, expectations very reasonable if i say something like uh, say i want to uh, learn uh, drawing like or sketching which i really suck at i can't go there and say i'll give 2 hours every day which is even though you have that time mentally you won't be present for 2 hours a day doing something solely so if i say okay i can concentrate good for like say 30 minutes and then i add that uh, 30 minutes for let's say a month two months three months six months if i look at that if i look at it that way i think it makes uh, a lot of difference and and that's how i uh, because even if academically speaking i i do much better now than compared to when my sslc or anything because at that point i did not understand this compounding or whatever you want to call it but now though i understand it i look at it different in a different way and i obviously invest okay 10 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes whatever that time is and invest it over a period of time then exponentially it will grow so absolutely that's, man that's, absolutely no. that's so uh, amazing uh, the way how you put it out like i really appreciate uh, the way you put it out because uh, uh, i am i have very less education in the financial space like i i come from a very common sensical perspective like i don't come from uh, i've seen uh, markets i've seen shops i've seen lot of transaction happening around me in every single place so i come from that background and uh, like how fitness has helped me uh, like gain perspective on a lot of things is uh, so when it comes to fitness right uh in order to let's say if your goal is to do a 100 kg deadlift or a 100 kg squat like if that's your goal even though you lift every single day you like you might not reach the goal in the amount of time that you expected because there are so many things that is involved for you to do a 100 kg squat like you need to have a proper hip mobility like you need to have a proper foot mobility like you need to have all, like a, 
upright posture so if i spend my time working on my foot mobility if i work uh, if i spend time working on my hip mobility that will help me squat better which will help me reach my goal in a very uh, more uh, like i don't have to spend a lot of time uh, like achieving that goal had if i i didn't work on these so technically you aren't really squatting but you're working on other aspects that will help you squat so now when i uh, when i th- when this thing was embedded in my head i started seeing everything differently now if i have to be a better designer like i recently finished my bachelor's in design so i come from design background so if i have to be a better designer i don't have to keep designing more i need to work on different aspects of things that will help me be a better designer yeah true and uh, i read this quote by jordan belfort you know the guy on whom the wolf of wall street movie was made i follow him on twitter he in one of his quotes he said uh, when you struggle simplify it was just a single line and it just made so much sense to me it's it's mind blowing and uh, and that is the reason i tell at least uh, in our age age group invest in yourself invest in yourself does not mean that it has to be money you have to buy that course so that you get get that skill even if you invest time is an investment so if you invest that's the beauty of hobbies or anything right uh, whether it, it, for me it was stock market for you it is fitness so i i take away some learnings from it and i implement it in on in my life and i become a better person you yours was fitness like you said uh, about squatting and everything you at least translated that learning into your life and now you are a better human being right so always invest in your lives no matter what how hobbies you have it will definitely translate into a life skill so that is why i i'm big on investing in yourself it does not have to be money all the time even time is a great investment so give time learn a hobby because uh, the way our uh, education works we don't really get that skill yeah now let's say in 24 hours if you had 24 crores rupees how would you invest mm. like like if you start thinking from that perspective i had this mm. phase during lockdown where i i think i read this quote somewhere online or i heard somewhere it's like if you had 24 uh crores or if you had like this many like minutes translated into uh money uh like would you invest in what you are investing right now let's say would i sit and scroll through instagram so then you sit and critically think if anything that you do is a worthwhile investment but again i think it gets toxic pretty fast because then uh, you start that hustling uh, culture comes in you no know? you have to work all the time you have to produ- be productive all the time which i don't think anyone can keep up oh, with yeah. but yeah that but the, though the question no, if you had 24 crores how would you uh, invest it as pretty uh, you know good uh, brain work if you were to think about it though yeah yeah, yeah. so it's fun like maybe i would have invested say maybe 10 crores or 12 crores into uh, long term investments which will just make me money until i die then uh, the rest i think i would uh, invest it in some kind of business obviously a small business because i don't have the expertise to run a big business and grow from there yeah probably that's interesting <laughs> question though <laughs> so see when you see sleep 
a lot of people might be like oh i'm spending like if like 24 hours in 24 crores or oh, i'm spending like 8 crores just on sleep like i'm not doing anything but if you see from value creation perspective this 8 crores investment in a sleep adds a lot of value to your life if you get a shitty sleep you do a lot of things shitty so you lose money somewhere yeah. else so it's like so even like it's not just one question like you need to ask multiple questions let's say 24 crores are you investing in something that is creating value to you like that could be anything right yeah. or like you said like this could help someone escape the toxicity of this habit yeah that is true but what yeah like uh, it's mainly because of social media because someone at your age is doing much better than you you yeah. you also have to berate yourself to get to that level but yeah i think i've made my peace with that a long time ago <laughs> so i don't really have that uh, Uh, good for toxic you, man. Good mentality for you. yeah good for you like even now recently i put a post on my instagram story saying uh, uh like a, i put my before and after photo so initially i had a lot of body fat on me but then i got into fitness and i started overtraining myself where i lost a lot of fat with the muscle and then so then i stopped overtraining and i started like moderately training and i started like eating a lot more so then my body actually progressed better so not necessarily more doesn't mean it's always better so yeah. like in order to escape this toxic uh, or toxicity of like working all the time like putting too much efforts like hustle 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 like yeah like too much doesn't always mean it's better yeah how can you hustle from your home right now <laughs> because if you like someone say doing theater for example for him hustling virtually does not work he can't do theater shows in a zoom call no so it's it's okay to adapt and you know it's okay like you can't your career can't be going on the same trajectory all the time there are ups and downs the sooner you accept it i think the more peaceful your life will be yeah and yeah and i think like i had a question okay. is losing weight easy or gaining muscle like i had this doubt really oh <laughs> like even so initially it, it's like when you are trying to lose weight you think that losing weight is hard but when you are trying to put on muscle you feel like gaining muscle is hard uh like in my journey but if you had to choose one uh like in my journey like i've so initially i was 86 kgs 86 kilos from then i went to 64 63 and then like right now i'm in my 70s 70 kg so like i'm i've averaged out so i think that for me gaining muscle from 60 to 70 was harder than losing yeah. uh, losing weight from 80 to yeah uh, because you can't put on weight right you have to put on muscle mass you can more you can put on weight so here's the tricky thing in fitness like if you want to lose body fat like if you want to lose weight if you do a lots and lots and lots of cardio if let's say you you lose 20 kg in that 10 kg is muscle and 10 kg is uh, fat so when you gain hmm. back 20 kilos you just gain back the fat you don't gain the muscle so yeah like that's the uh, that's the point that everybody needs to like have in mind when they're starting their like fitness journey so uh, <laughs> so yeah like that's why you need to like lift weights or uh, like lifting weights is a very 
sustainable way of uh, losing fat because you're gaining muscle right like whatever food yeah. that you put it will go in building muscle so hence like in long term you lose fat like just like coming back to our value creation like when you see <laughs> workouts like when you see workout uh, there is like beating yourself up and then like doing like cardio cardio sweat 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 and then there is other way where you work out like one hour a day skillfully lift weights not actually uh, beating yourself up but the latter will give you much more sustainable and better results yeah so, that is crazy man <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think uh, that's a really good note that we could end this podcast on uh, yeah thank you so much for being here uh, manish yeah the pleasure is all man man i had a great time <laughs> so i will leave manish's podcast in the description below you can go check mazukate out i really love his podcast and this this podcast is recorded on video as well as audio you can catch you can catch the video oh you're on audio platforms now yeah. a sankarshan joshi trip <laughs>